I don't think that we can change the whole world or the whole picture, but I think that it starts with some small actions that are growing over time. Uh, and I hope, I really hope to see them growing. Welcome to 20 Minute Leaders. Just sit back, relax, and learn from the leaders of today. It's a journey. Each one is different, unique, inspiring. Let's get started. 20 Minute Leaders is a proud supporter of Make-A-Wish Israel and Tech2Peace and is in proud collaboration with Secret Chord Ventures, J Ventures, Riverside FM, Fusion VC, Birthright Excel, J Impact, Leap, Google for Startups, and Hippo, and in media partnership with C-Tech. Welcome to another episode of 20 Minute Leaders. Today I have the privilege of speaking to Einad Gez, the CEO of Papaya Global, a truly a remarkable company from the Israeli ecosystem. An entrepreneur with 15 years of experience, she is a leading expert in global payroll and global workforce management. She co-founded Papaya after seeing the technology gap in the global payroll. The company combines her twin passions, technology and global HR, to start a revolution in global payroll management. Papaya's innovative software provides a total workforce solution, allowing companies to manage all of their global people, payroll and payment operations through a single dashboard. Welcome to 20 Minute Leaders. I've been waiting years to do this episode together <laughs> because you are working on the intersection of, I think, one of the most fascinating fields in, in our society, in our economy, talking about, you know, everybody's talking about globalization, everybody's talking about uh, human resources and hiring, but, but technically it's, it's a challenge. And as the world becomes more globalized, compliance is, is remaining with a question mark on how do you manage this difficult process? as different generations are adapting differently to the workforce, you have different expectations and you have different environments in which people hire and people provide services. And so you're really sitting on this cutting edge advancements of, of enabling the world to understand and to deal with this complexity. And so I'm excited in these 20 minutes to sort of pick your brain on this structure that you've, that you've built and this thesis you've been building over these last six years uh, with one of the most, you know, amazing companies that came out of Israel. And so, Inat, thank you very much for being here. Thank you for inviting me. Take me back six years. Where, where are you at in terms of your own life, in terms of your thinking process that leads to the creation of Papaya Global? So, I mean, the whole creation of Papaya Global is kind of, it's boring in, in one sense, and it's very unusual if you're looking on the kind of uh, uh, other founder stories. Because in reality, I've been dealing with global workforce for 20 years now, a bit, a bit more even. Um, and uh, I started uh, after my military service with a holding company doing mega projects in Africa. So we did massive relocation at the time uh, to the continent on different sectors from different nations and, and eventually different uh, kind of uh, profession. Um, end of 2008, beginning of 2009, uh, I decided that I want to start my own venture. Uh, not the best timing to start a startup and eventually ended up with um, uh, just establishing a business called Relocation Source uh, that is uh, providing outbound and inbound uh, corporate relocation services uh, to and from Israel. And a few years later, uh, I was uh, seeing the shift of my clients to China. Uh, actually, the, the first one that asked us to relocate a few team members to China 
was at the time a small company called Waze, uh, and they had the need of uh, relocating a few team members to China. And I was like, okay, what's going on in, in, in China? I mean, why? I mean, all of a sudden it's becoming an interest to anyone. Um, so I decided that I need to spend some time there. And this is where I started my second company called Expert Source, uh, helping co- clients to eventually start a global uh, business uh, in China without having a local legal presence on ground. So we did everything from them on the employment side. And a few years later, I mean, I, I did some expansion into the continent. I really liked Asia. Uh, and um, a few years later, I, I kind of had the same thinking with myself. Okay, what I want to do uh, when I'm uh, going to grow old. Uh, and, uh, and actually, I was browsing through tons of ideas because I think the main challenge for me is to understand if the knowledge that I have is actually um, interesting enough or have or is solid enough to transform it into a scalable product because I was very minded of providing services and how do I solve problems and I'm very good in, in operational problems and how to solve them and, and make things happen. But in reality, I was, um, I, I didn't knew, I mean, with myself, if this isn't a big enough or interesting enough and it can be a product. And when I was starting kind of my own research, I kind of realized that at the time, a lot of uh, HRES, HRES uh, payroll companies in the US uh, started to grow very quickly, like Zenafit and Gusto and, and others. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, but what's the difference? I mean, if the need is there in the US, it's definitely, I mean, a much bigger problem globally when you are kind of leaving your main country and so on. Um, so let's make it happen. And this is where we started with the, the idea of papaya and uh, really kind of the incubation of, uh, of this. And uh, I mean, one, one sentence that you said really caught my attention because you said, yeah, it's the fascinating word. And, you know, I mean, I think that the first thing that I heard uh, during the first year is, oh, this is such a boring topic. I think that the word compliance really kind of got a very different perspective over, I mean, during the five or six years. Uh, that we are in business and um, I, I think it's a good thing eventually because you know in reality um, we we are all paying taxes right it's not going to change I mean if we like it or not uh, and we all need to to, to remain compliant uh, so uh, yeah so um, I mean at, at the end in the heart I think you know uh, we we will may talk about entrepreneurship just a little bit but you know that the fact that you're you know the, you're mentioning how t- today it's trivial that we're, that in hindsight you know, we look at it as, as one of the most fascinating topics, yet six years ago, people didn't really want to talk about this uh, as it was sort of on the boring scale. Effectively, today, this is what every news article is about, the great resignation, the gig economy, the consumer behavior of the new workforce. So if you're looking back, and, and, and I love the differentiation of how you're seeing, you know, these great companies, Gusto and Zenefits back in the United States, and you're saying, well, well but, but I, I've seen the world, Africa, Asia, Israel, I've seen the needs of companies and the emerging compliance restrictions. Something is something needs to happen here. And so when you started out, did, how, how did your thesis change over time? Were there different milestones throughout the last six or seven years that really changed your thesis regarding what companies need and want in terms of their global payroll management? So it's an interesting question because I think that many things changed. I mean, at the beginning, we thought that eventually, I mean, the best use case for papaya will be kind of small to medium businesses. 
where you don't have infrastructures in place. And currently I think that as the company is bigger and much more global, this is where, I mean, the the scaling and, and eventually the pain is becoming much, much bigger. Uh, obviously, I mean, the one thing is payroll is that it's a huge bottleneck and it's a recurring process, right? I mean, we are just currently on the end of uh, May, so it means that everyone that uh, is processing payroll is kind of breathing, I mean, <laughs> because they just <laughs> finished the cycle. But in, in less than five days' time, they're going to start all over again. And it's kind of a race against time. Everyone needs to be paid. Everyone needs to pay correctly. You need to collect ton, tons of data. And every single country really kind of change uh, things that you are not aware of uh, and so on. And I think that we did not realize that this is a problem that actually will meet us on, on growth, on a fortune clients. I mean, we thought, okay, we are kind of, and, and because also our thesis was kind of looking on what Gusto and Zenefits are solving. And it was kind of SMB market. I mean, and so on. We were, okay, this is relatively the same. So I think this is the main thing that has changed. The second thing that has changed, and this is also why we did um, quite a large acquisition on the domain this year, is under the understanding that our job actually does not end with the data processes of the payroll uh, yeah. and paying like payroll and processing the payments themselves to the payroll authorities. Um, this is a huge pain and uh, that doesn't have a good solution. And I think majority of the problems in payroll, I mean, eventually lands uh, with the fact that it's a very local process. So companies are trying to act global, but in reality, you need to become local in every single stage. And there is this huge gap between compliance and regulation and anti-laundry laundry, uh, laundry, uh, kind of processes and so on, and, and what you need to do in order to be a local business on, I mean, in order to make it. And those are the gaps that we are trying to bridge. I also think that an interesting fact uh, is that we started Papaya, co-founded Papaya 2016, uh, about 2017 or 2018 was the, the new GDPR uh, kind of regulation coming to place. And then we realize that in reality, now you have another challenge because payroll data is the most sensitive data in the organization with those GDPR regulation. Yeah. I mean, payroll companies in reality, I mean, they're not, it's a small business. I mean, you cannot ask from a small business to comply with those massive regulation just because they, they handle this sensitive data. And I was just telling to someone yesterday that in reality, if you're looking about the payroll evaluation, I mean, in terms of countries, um, in the past five years, the process has become massively more complex. I mean, tons of other requirements. But from the other hand, I mean, if I'll tell you, okay, like pay five X on every payslip, you'll say, why? I mean, it does not make sense. I mean, you know, I mean, this is kind of, so there is also a huge gap between requirements and market requirements and, and legislation and so on to the need of the clients, the need of the end user. And this is where we are trying to bridge. And I remember that, I mean, one of the questions that we kind of, we, we ask ourselves, I mean, where does it going to land? I mean, what the technology, what type of technology we need to eventually bring to the world in order to make it very feasible. And now I think that the challenges that we see in technology are much bigger than the one that we saw five years ago, because we understand that the biggest win is the efficiency, is the zero mistake and the ability to really trust payroll as it is a full financial service and not just an HR service, which 
unfortunately, I mean, the, 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 the world still consider payroll as an HR service. Right. I, I love the, the, the distinction to, to create a global company, you have to realize that you're effectively creating many local companies. And, uh, and I think that that's a, that's a, uh, it's a level of maturity of a, of a market that, that, you know, the, the, the simplicity behind the idea, let's go global. You know, it has a lot of implications and, and, uh, and it sounds like you, you had to, to really learn it as we say in Hebrew on your skin, uh, that, that this is, that this is the reality. And if you're looking today at, you know, you have, you have two sides, you have the company side and you have the consumer side, the, the people that are getting onboarded. They, they've also seen a shift, right, in, in the last few years. How, how did you experience that shift and sort of how do you think through now as to where we are and, and, and what, what, this, what, what this new construct really needs? So, I mean, you're, now you're taking me to the part that I like most because I think, oh, I, I currently understand that payroll needs to be reinvented. Uh, because in reality, what happened in COVID is that everybody started kind of shifting themselves. And it was yeah. kind of temporary, okay? I mean, people follow the sun, people follow uh, non-COVID countries, people follow places where they could work remotely. Some countries created amazing kind of tax benefits and make it very, very easy to digital nomads just to settle in. But in reality, those people in many cases moved, but their payroll stayed behind. So now you have one person that lives here and his payroll is actually being paid in another a country just because it's easier for him, just because the company does not want to eventually change it. And this is kind of um, a reality that I think that governments today don't understand that they need to, to, to change. So I, I think that in, in reality, we all need to be digital nomads and our income needs to be global. Then, I mean, if you have kind of a global account and then you can split it between between countries and make it very very easy to understand okay if i worked 20 days from this year in spain and 10 days in france and so on okay just split the income um so i think that the whole kind of rethinking about payroll on on a global kind of transformation is something that the world really need really needs to do and and you know i mean government always kind of take it take time to adopt things and to understand trends and to change things but I think that in the next two or three years, you're going to see countries that are the big winners. I mean, because they have a very, very um, good tax environment. Uh, so sure. you can settle in there, even if you are traveling from there back to your home country, you're coming as a tourist eventually. Um, and this will be a very big driver. The second thing, this is more about the personal, is the fact that I think that we have a very big opportunity to create, to transform payroll to be the biggest benefit in the organization because the young generation i'm i'm going to sound old now uh, on on the, uh with with my 42 years old in the world but i mean they don't i think that their ability to currently take a wise financial kind of uh, commitment for the long run and the uh, and so on decisions is quite limited and in reality i mean the biggest commitment that you're going to take is probably mortgage to buy a house or or kind of a specific loan to i mean to, to something that happens currently in your life and what you're doing at this point of time you are taking the data from the company you are going by yourself to banks and you are asking them to to finance you to give you the best offer that they can aside from being the banks to the institutes and say okay i mean let's transform it into a benefit let's assure that if I know that I have like a great buying power of my employees, I bring the banks to eventually 
kind of bring them the best benefits. And the same with flexible pay. I mean, who said that it makes sense for you to be paid every two weeks, every one month? I mean, in reality, maybe you want to be paid in a more flexible. This is kind of, in some way, you are always financing your company, right? I mean, every single day that you are working and you're not getting paid, I mean, your, your, your company has the obligations towards you. So all of this reality in taking, I mean, very flexible data and transforming the payroll and saying, okay, I mean, this is your funds. We are just keeping it because you already earned this. And now let's assure that we are utilizing it or you can utilize it better. We will help you to utilize it better. We will bring you better, better benefits. We will bring you better way to utilize it. But you take the ownership, you take the control. I am not the one that dictating that on the first of every month you're going to get paid because this is kind of what's comfortable for me because maybe this is not meet with the things that you need. So I think that this is kind of the transformation that uh, needs to happen. I mean, in, in all cases, in terms of kind of creating this uh, something that meet your lifestyle, meet your, the place that you work, meet your specific needs. So as you're now in a very different position than you were six years ago with hundreds of employees, so many different customers, a, a brand that is associated with a leader in, in this field, how do you, do you have a, 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 a responsibility here to act on this vision? You're saying that some things need to happen, that lives will change as a result of, of, of these different constructs and different mechanisms. Well, you know, it kind of makes sense that Papaya Global is, is one of the only solutions out there today that has the potential of actually making the sleep and bringing us to this new construct. Is that something that you're taking with you? Or because it's a different mindset than, you know, when you're just starting out a company and you're saying, well, let me jump, make the leap and maybe one day I'll revolutionize something. No, you're actually in the leading mode now. So I agree. Yes. And I think that, uh, yes, when you are starting a company, you are in a survival mode, right? You need to assure that, I mean, I mean, uh, you can kind of go beyond tomorrow and the day after the day after. Now we have the rare opportunity to kind of design reality and to take this and kind of uh, start designing the processes. So I'm very active here because I think that um, in reality, this can uh, create tons of transformation uh, in in many, many uh, important things uh, between countries, between nations, uh, improve people's life and so on. So I'm involved in some initiative, you know, I mean, I, I don't think that we can change the whole world or the whole picture, but I think that it starts with some small actions that are growing over time. Uh, and I hope, I really hope to see them growing. I love it. Enad, I, I really want to thank you for, for spending this time with me at... 10 p.m. in uh, in Israel. It's uh, <laughs> I think it, it's six years. Just because you you managed to get to a position where you're now designing reality and you're not in survival mode, I see that you're that you're working just as hard. And I and I appreciate all the all the time <laughs> and the energy. And, and more than that, the inspiration that you're providing to our ecosystem. It's a uh, it, it's really amazing to see from the side. You know the support that you're providing to to young entrepreneurs and to and to the ecosystem in general. And it's a uh, and and I personally love the work that you're doing with Papaya Global. And I've been excited to pick your brain for a while. 20 minutes is not nearly enough, but, but it's definitely enough to get the, to get the curiosity running. And uh, thank you for everything. Thank you. I really enjoyed it. Thank you.